Check, check, mic check. Check, check, mic check. <laughs> Welcome to Podcast Envy. I'm your podcast boss, Andrea Klunder. And today, I know you've got something on your mind, which is how do I know if I'm ready to start a podcast? Whether you're building a business, a brand, an organization, or a personal following, podcasting is a super popular trend amongst companies, nonprofits, and, well, people in general right now. It sounds so cool and on trend to say that you have your own podcast, to imagine your voice being heard by thousands of people around the world, and to know that you have a golden opportunity to influence those listeners through one of the most powerfully intimate forms of media that exists today. I'm influencing you right now. There's definitely a wave to ride and you're right on the edge waiting to catch it. But how do you know whether you're really ready? It seems easy enough. You just record your voice and somehow publish it to the internet and voila, right? I mean, I know you don't think it's quite that simple or you wouldn't be here listening to this right now. There is a shocking statistic that I am not going to quote exactly because I'm terrible with stats and numbers. However... There is a growing percentage of podcasts that exist in the Apple Podcasts graveyard directory, which is not a real thing, but it is a real thing, which means podcasts that launched, that started, that got themselves in the Apple Podcast directory and never made it past three episodes. I used to say past eight episodes. I used to say that eight was the magic number. If you could make it to eight and keep going, You were so far out of the weeds and you were probably not going to fall subject to what we call the dreaded pod fade. However, there is a whole bunch of shows that only have one episode, one or two or three, and then there's like a huge drop off after that. I think that has something to do with the availability of podcast hosting platforms that are free, Anchor. So if it's free and you can just download the app and record something and publish it on iTunes and it's super easy and there's no skin off your back, you also have no investment in what you're creating. So in any case, I don't recommend Anchor. I don't recommend doing it free. I recommend doing it the right way with a little bit of skin in the game to make sure that you are not one of those podcast graveyard victims who only has one episode in Apple. It's lame. So I have created a checklist of six questions to ask yourself or your organization before you dive into your podcasting adventure. You can refer back to this checklist in the show notes for this episode at thecreativeimposter.com forward slash pod envy 038 for episode 38. And of course, that will be linked in the episode description in whichever app you are using to listen to this. But before we dive all the way into the checklist, it's podcast angel time. Did you know that I am not just sitting here in my home studio calling myself your podcast boss, telling you what to do, but I'm actually here to actively help you, to guide you through this process step by step so that... You don't have to take a year to launch your fabulous podcast vision dream idea the way I did. And you're not going to waste all your time on a learning curve that's totally not necessary. And you're not going to waste all of your money and resources on gear and equipment that isn't right for the show that you want to create. So... 
I want to share with you three ways that I can help support you to get your show from where it is now, whether you launched ages ago or it's still just a dream in your head, to its next evolutionary step. Number one, January 2019 Podcast Envy Launch Pod. For those of you who have not started your show yet, this is going to be a very small, intimate group of people who are all launching their shows at the same time. And I will be guiding you step by step along the way. So there are no mysteries to solve. Simply assignment, complete, assignment, complete, get a little coaching, a group call, check in with your colleagues, and you will be good to go. The launch pod is also available as a VIP one-on-one private service, but then it's not really a pod because you don't have any other peas in there with you. Number two, the Podcast Envy VIP Circle. This is for you if you have already launched your show. It already exists somewhere on the internet and things are going. They're either going great or they're going okay or not so great. Maybe you've considered giving up. Maybe you've gotten frustrated. Maybe you feel stagnant or stuck or you've plateaued. Maybe your numbers are great, but you don't really know if you're having the impact or the influence that you really want to have. If any of those statements are true, the VIP circle might just be the thing to take you to the next level. January 2019 is going to be the first group of VIP circlers who are going to co-create this experience with me. You tell me what you need. You tell me what you desire. You tell me what's missing in your podcast life, and we will find a way to infuse it into your show and into your experience as a podcaster. That is the Podcast Envy VIP circle. And the number three way that I can help support you on your podcasting journey is through the Creative Imposter Studios. We are full service production and editing services for independent podcasters. We also provide podcast production and editing for nonprofit organizations and brands who want to make a significant positive social impact through their shows. So if you've been working on creating this awesome show, but you're totally thrown off on what kind of podcast editing software to get and use, and you're watching these GarageBand or Audacity tutorials, and it's just like mind numbing, and it's taking so much time, then let me take that off your plate. I have a team and we do this all the day long. I would love to have you schedule a complimentary call with me to see how we might be able to help you. Of course, the easy way to get connected is to go to the show notes for this episode. That is at thecreativeimposter.com forward slash pod envy zero three eight. And there will be a link that simply says, help me with my podcast. (laughs) Click that link and you will be able to schedule that complimentary call with me and I can direct you to the best way that we can work together and that I can support you. That is again at thecreativeimposter.com forward slash podenvy038 and in the description for this episode in your app, it simply says, help me with my podcast, click it and we will get connected. All right, here we are, six questions to ask yourself to see whether you are ready to start your own podcast. Number one, do you have a clearly defined purpose? What is your why? This question feels so played out in the entrepreneurial digital marketing space, but it is really key to success. And I'm going to ask you to go beyond the obvious, which might be, 
I want to market my business or I want to get more clients or I want to make some money or I just thought it would be cool. There are a million ways to do these things. And some of them may be way easier and cheaper and faster than a podcast. Listen, I am not trying to talk you out of podcasting. It's my favorite way to do some of these things. So let me give you some examples of some deeper purposes that you might consider. I have clients who are using podcasting to help build their speaking career. Podcasting not only gives you an opportunity to try out your content, but you also build a repertoire, you build a library, and you build a following. So being invited to be a speaker is more likely to happen because you'll have more social media followers if you're doing your job correctly. I have a nonprofit client who is using their podcast not only to build awareness for their mission, but also as an innovative way to document a process in a particular program, which is part of their grant fulfillment. I have another nonprofit client That is creating a podcast, not only to spread awareness in the community about their mission, see that common thread, but also to create short, easily digestible, highly compelling anecdotal evidence for their arguments that they are making to influence policymakers. I have also worked with clients who are using their podcast to expand beyond their local brick and mortar business demographic for new potential clientele for their business. This, in fact, was one of the primary reasons why I first got into podcasting was because though Chicago may seem like a huge market, it's still a limiting box. And I wanted to be able to expand beyond that to reach more people and create a bigger pool from which I could make an income. I've had clients use their podcast for proof of concept, to test new product and service offering ideas for their client base, to give back to their community and add value for their current clients, to add yet another touch point for people to know, like, and trust you, for idea leadership, for repurposable audio content to build into a library. The possibilities are endless. It doesn't matter really what your purpose is. I just want you to dig deep and really be clear because this is how you are going to be able to measure whether or not you are successful beyond straight up download numbers and stats, which y'all know I'm not a big fan of as your only way to measure success. So number one, do you have a clearly defined purpose? What is your why? Question number two, do you know what your show is about? (laughs) This seems obvious, But I'm going to ask you more specifically, can you make a list of 10 to 15 episode topics or ideas? 50? 100? Sometimes we may have this really cool general idea for a show, but when we actually try to break it down into episode topics, we run out of ideas or we keep saying the same thing over and over again, or we realize that this is such a small idea we need to expand, or we realize this is such a huge general idea like... I want to make an entrepreneurial podcast. Well, great. There are 5 million of those. How is yours different? What is yours specifically about? What is your unique angle? How are you going to stand out from those 500 million other shows? Do you know what your show is about? And part B, once you've made that list of 10 to 15 to 50 to 100 episode topics or ideas, have you tested your idea on other people? This can be a formal type of market research, or this could just be casual. When I was getting ready to start The Creative Imposter, my first podcast, 
I went through several ideas before I landed on the creative imposter. And what I would do is in social situations, when someone inevitably asks you what you do or what you are up to lately, I would say, I'm launching a podcast. And they would say, cool, what's it about? And I would say, XYZ topic. And they would say, oh, hmm. And immediately either change the topic or have an awkward pause or look for someone else to talk to who was talking about something that they were actually interested in or understood. So if that kept happening with my topic, I would switch and try a different topic. Of course, I hadn't recorded anything at that time. It was just an experiment. When I finally landed on the idea for the creative imposter, however, and I would shop that around casually, people would say, ooh, creative imposter, what's that? Or imposter syndrome, I think I have that. Or oh, I can't wait to listen to that show. Tell me more. And then I knew I was on to something. Of course, it's even better if you can test out your idea on people who would fall into the category of your ideal listeners. For me, that was easy because a lot of my colleagues and friends would be my ideal listeners. But that's not always the case, especially if you're representing a brand or organization that is not solely you. Okay, do you know what your show is about? Have you made a list of episodes and have you tested it out on other people, especially your ideal listeners? Which brings me to number three. Do you know who your podcast is for and how will you find them? It is not enough. Like any kind of content creation or media production or marketing, it is not good enough to say that your podcast is for everyone. It just doesn't work. Seth Godin, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite marketers and writers, always says, if it's for everyone, then it's for no one. There's this popular thing that you can do, which is to create a listener avatar, which is a fake person who has certain demographic and psychographic qualities that you make up in your head who would be your ideal listener. I think that this is fine. It's an interesting thought experiment. I've done it a few times before. I personally don't find it super useful. To me, it is way more useful to think of a real person, a real person. If you already have a business, perhaps a real existing client for whom you are making this show, for whom it will add value. If not your existing client, a dream client that you would love to land, what would be useful to them? What would they want to listen to? How would they want to listen to it? How are you going to get it in front of their ears, in front of their ears, inside of their ears? I don't know. That just sounds weird. Anyway, how are you going to find this ideal listener? This question is a little bit tricky, but is going to help you with so many of your decisions. There's this really cool case study of this, which is a podcast that is fairly new. It came out in 2018. It is called 70 Million, and it is produced by Lentigua Williams Co., Lentigua Williams Incorporated. Anyways, the executive producer of 70 Million is someone who I met at Podcast Movement, who I loved and learned so much from immediately during her talk. So she is producing this podcast, 70 Million, and it is about the prison situation in the United States. And this podcast is being funded by a grant. It's a pretty intensive storytelling NPR kind of style, investigative, narrative, nonfiction podcast. There is a lot of work and there are a lot of people behind this podcast. And she wanted to get it out to more than just the standard podcast listening community because let's face it, there's a lot of people listening to podcasts, but there are more people not listening to podcasts than listening to podcasts. So she came up with a really clever plan 
to get this story, to get this show into more ears. And that was to make her content something called Creative Commons, which means that she has licensed it in such a way that anyone can rebroadcast her content, the 70 million podcast episodes, in full or in part, and they are not in violation of any copyrights. They will not get fined. They will not get in trouble. It is perfectly legal for anyone to rebroadcast this content. And then she specifically, she and her team specifically reached out to college radio stations, local independent radio stations, other educational networks, places that constantly are looking for free and inexpensive content that they can broadcast over the radio radio, which may sound old fashioned to you, but still has way more listeners than podcasts do in order to get her show in front of more people who may not already be listening to podcasts because that was part of her desired listening demographic of who the show was for. For the show that I produce with my high school students, Power Your Story, most of their friends and family and community are not listening to podcasts. They're definitely not using the Apple Podcasts app or the Google Podcasts app or even Stitcher Radio. However, they are all using YouTube. They're visiting websites. And in some cases, especially the younger ones, are using Spotify. So it was very important to make sure that we had our show on all of those social media channels. And for Podcast Envy, this show, I have been very specific about looking for new podcasters who want to launch the right way and grow their show and make a show that matters. And so I have focused a lot on doing local in-person speaking events to share my show and get more listeners and get the word out there to the right people. So number three, do you know who your show is for? How are we doing? We've got three questions down. Any yeses yet? All right. If you can get through one through three, I promise you four, five, and six will be so much easier to answer. Number four, have you decided when and where you will be recording? This is kind of a two-for-one question, but you are definitely going to have to allocate specific time and create physical space for your show. This will help you more easily find the answers to common questions that I get, like, what equipment do I need? What software should I be using? What's the best workflow? How do I figure out who I need on my team and how much it's going to cost? For example, if you want to record in a professional studio, that will cost you more, but you'll be cutting your learning curve way, way, way down, and you won't have to buy any gear. If you want to DIY it, you're going to have to invest in some gear and learn how to create your own sound-dampened environment, add time to your process to learn how to use everything optimally, and let's not forget editing. Editing can often be the most time-consuming part of the process, and some people don't even know that they have to edit their show. I guess technically you don't really have to edit your show, but hmm, I've got different episodes that we can talk about that. So have you decided when and where you will be recording? And that answer might change as you get into it a little bit more, and that's fine. But at least having a plan is going to help a lot. Number five, do you have a budget? And is it enough for what you want to accomplish? So now budget, don't get afraid. A budget can range anything from like a few hundred dollars all in if you are DIYing a lot of the process and have a fairly straightforward, simple show, meaning it's just you and the microphone like this one, or maybe you and a co-host or you and a guest, 
But if you start getting fancier and you have a more highly conceptual, professionally produced show like an NPR style show, like 70 Million, something that requires a lot of different interviews and content and maybe other sources of information or music or segments, more people, and you're going to have to have a team, then it can be a lot more, like $40,000 for a season. The trade-off here is time. So the less you spend in money, the more you are going to spend in time, and or the more you spend in money, the less time it could take. Of course, the third way that you could compromise is you could make it more cost-effective and faster, but then your quality is probably going to suffer. And do you really want a low-quality, poorly produced show representing your brand? I don't know about that. I always think of this triangle I saw once, and it had three corners, which were cost, speed, and quality. Another way to say that is cheap, fast, and good. You can have two, but you cannot have all three. (laughs) So for example, you can have a show that is quick to produce and very inexpensive, and the quality might not be so good. You can have a show that is very inexpensive and high quality, but it might take longer or more of your time. Or three, you can have a show that is very high quality and very quick to produce and does not take a lot of your time, but it's going to cost you more. So where do you fall in that triangle? Question number five, do you have a budget and is it enough for what you want? And finally, question number six, have you assembled your team? If you're thinking, whoa, 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 I just want to do this podcast myself. That's fine. It might be a team of one and that is totally oh. Okay, but if you are a one woman or a one man show and you have a whole other job to do within your organization or company or you have your own business to run or you have a whole other job outside of this and podcasting is part of a side hustle, you will burn out fast if you don't have proper support. So a team is going to look very different based upon your answers to the previous five questions. Here are some people that you may need to have on your team. You may need a host. You might be the host, but especially if you are producing a show for a nonprofit organization or a company, you may be hiring somebody outside of the company or designating someone within the company who is not you to be the host. You may need a co-host. You may have guests on your show. You may have a podcast producer. You may have a podcast editor, and you may have a podcast audio engineer. Sometimes, The same person can be all three of those things, producer, editor, and audio engineer, or the same company may be able to provide those things. For example, I work with one nonprofit client for which I am the producer and editor, and then we have a second person who is the audio engineer who is in charge of the overall sound quality of the show. Producer, editor is about content and strategy. Audio engineer is about sound quality. You may have someone doing social media for you. You may have a virtual assistant. You may have somebody creating your show notes for your blog posts and episode descriptions. You may need cheerleaders, people who are going to be in your quarter rooting you on, who are going to be those first few people who are going to post a review for your show in Apple Podcasts or who are going to share it with everyone that they know. You may have evangelists on your podcast 
team. These are the clients who love what you do and who are going to bring you referrals, who are going to send you recommendations for guests, who are going to do all these things to help you with your show just out of their own love for what you do. You may need a podcast coach or a podcast mentor. You may need some, one, a few, all of those things. And if your mind is spinning right now, don't worry. You can totally figure this out. And if need be, I can help you. All right, let's recap. How did you do? Did you answer yes to some or all of these six questions? Let's tally it up. You can write down your yeses or you can use your fingers. Number one, do you have a clearly defined purpose? Number two, do you know what your show is about? Number three, do you know who your podcast is for? Number four, have you decided when and where you will be recording? Number five, do you have a budget and is it enough for what you want to create? And number six, have you assembled your team? All right, if you answered yes to five or six of these questions, then yes, you are totally ready. If you're at five, consider that last one for just a bit. Don't get hung up on it. And then what are you waiting for? Let's get that show launched. If you answered yes to three or four of these questions, almost, you are so close. Let me help you get all the way there. If you answered yes to one or two of these questions, you are off to a solid start. There is still a bit of homework for you to do, but if you're committed, it won't be long until you're standing up on that surfboard. And if you answered no to all of these questions and have zero yeses, don't worry. All is not lost. Spend some time with these questions. Do a little research. Once you have one, two, and three solid on paper, four through six will come much more easily. And no matter where you are on this checklist, don't forget, I can help you. We've got the Podcast Envy Launch Pod for those of you who want to start a new show in 2019. We've got the Podcast Envy VIP Circle for those current podcasters who just need a little more oomph to get to where they want to go. And we have the Creative Imposter Studios production and editing services for those who need to alleviate some of that time that they're spending on their show, perhaps get a little cleaner sound and feel more supported and like they're not having to do everything all on their own all the time. To learn more about any of these offerings, click the link in your show notes or the description for this episode in your app that says, help me with my podcast. That link and the full checklist can be found in the blog post that accompanies this show, which is at thecreativeimposter.com forward slash pod NV038. Also, side note, if you are in fact ready to launch your show, you are going to need an audio host. I totally 100% recommend Libsyn. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N. And it stands for Liberated Syndication. Doesn't that just sound good? I have so much gratitude to Libsyn for taking care of all my shows and partnering with me to bring new podcasters a free month of hosting. Once you have a few episodes recorded, edited, and ready to submit to Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever, create your account at Libsyn.com, linked in the show notes for this episode, of course, and enter the promo code ENVY just like the name of this show, to receive a free month of hosting and Libsyn will send me a lovely little thank you check for introducing you to their services. Libsyn will be happy. You will be happy. I will be happy. Who doesn't like happy? Finally, if you are still listening to what was supposed to be a very short episode and ended up becoming very long, <laughs> this is always what happens to me. 
I would love to invite you to share some hashtag podcast gratitude as the year draws to a close. Whether you have a show yet or not, I'd love to know, why are you grateful for podcasts? Do you have a great story about how listening to podcasts or making podcasts or a particular podcast has changed your life or helped you to do something or taught you something or made a connection for you? If you do, I'd love to feature your story and your voice on a December episode of Podcast Envy. All you need to do is send me a three-minute-ish audio file telling your story. Of course, include your name. And if you have a show or a website, you can include that as well. If you email me, which is Andrea, my name, at thecreativeimposter.com or click the contact page on my website, I will send you the details of how to share that audio file with me. And I need them back by December 1st, which I know is super soon if you're listening to this in real time so that I can make sure to get you in on the episode. I have about three or four of these right now, and I want to have about six or seven. So there's still time. There's still space. Message me right away so that I know it's coming. Another way that you can participate is through Instagram, and you can do this anytime through the end of the year or even beyond that. But I'd love to see some hashtag podcast gratitude on Insta. All you have to do is post a screenshot of the show you're grateful for or take a picture that represents why you love podcasts. It might just be you listening to something with your headphones on. I don't know. And or a short video for Instagram telling your story and then hashtag podcast gratitude. Be sure to tag me at Andrea Clunder so that I see it. Thanks so much for listening. And I can't wait to help support you in your show in 2019. Podcast Envy is produced by your podcast boss, Andrea Clunder. That's me. The Podcast Envy theme music is by Valentin Sosnitsky, courtesy of the Free Sound Project at freesound.org. And our podcast angel music is by Benjamin Masterpolito, also on freesound.org as Lemon Cream. All music is licensed under the Creative Commons. Our episodes are mixed by Edwin Ruiz. And hey, if you want your show to sound as good as ours, hire us. Put the magic audio mojo of the Creative Imposter Studios to work for you. Thanks so much for listening, and here's to making your podcast the envy of everyone else.